All right, let's get this shit over with. This is Kiki, and I will be reviewing Season 4, Episode 9 of Insecure, entitled Low-Key Trying. See? I'm trying. Alrighty, so let's dive into this week's episode. You guys, we only have one more episode, and then Insecure Season 4 will be done. <sighs> Insecure is hands down probably my favorite show on television, period. So I might hate to see it go, but it, it's nice to not be stressed out every Sunday. Kind of like how Scandal was in a way for me, uh, which is coincidental because Carrie Washington did direct this episode. Um, I'm going to be honest with y'all right off the bat and not waste your time. I'm not going to hold y'all. I didn't care for this episode. I'm going to give y'all my rating on the scale of 1 to 10. I'm going to give this a solid 5. Like, this felt like a very filler episode. Um, in the scope of things to me, before you have a season finale, like the last two episodes need to be bringing it. Like, I always say that some of the best episodes out of series are the episode before the season finale. So this episode was just blah to me. Of course, you know, we had a nice Molly vacation <laughs> last week. So I was already prepared with the bullshit. When she came back, I was like, bruh, like, I'll go take my shower first. I'm not even going to watch the show live. I'll just watch it when I'm ready to. And side note, you guys, I am watching Blood and Water on Netflix. Watch that show, okay? I finished it. It's only six episodes. It is so fucking good. So... I'm in the middle of trying to finish Blood and Water. Then I'm like, damn, I got to watch Insecure. But um, yeah, I'm giving this episode a five. I just, <sighs> there's stuff happening, but we going to dive into all of that. All right. So the show opens up where it kind of left off. Um, Lawrence and Issa seem like they're back together. They're on the couch. Very reminiscent of like season one. You know how all their conversations happen on the couch. Um, they're eating Chinese food, they're fucking, they're talking, they're watching movies, they're laughing at each other's jokes, they're fucking, they're fucking, and did I mention they're fucking? <laughs> like, I was happy for them, I was like, oh, y'all real cute, but this can't last forever. Um, at first, I thought it was a dream sequence. Uh, you guys remember season two, when Lawrence and Issa had that conversation about the way they left things, and um, Lawrence proposed, and it ended up being a dream sequence, and we got to see their life you know what it would have been like I thought it was a dream sequence so I was a little disappointed that it was you know kind of real life I'm not gonna lie um I just felt like with Issa walking home um after the morning after I felt like they that could have been a perfect place to leave Issa and Lawrence up in the air like if they would have sent Lawrence off to San Francisco or Frisco as he calls it and then, you know, just be on a when I see you, we together kind of movement or we don't ever have to see each other again. I think I would have been fine with that. So I was just like, oh, they're together. Here we go. Here goes the headache. But um, they're cool. Um, they just fall back into old patterns like you do with an ex. And I have a better feeling about this second go around so they're both kind of acknowledging you know that Lawrence still has you know Frisco on his mind he's going to do a job interview um and Issa's like okay so what 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 is this that we're really doing like are we are we really going to try and do this again and they kind of have the conversation about tying up loose ends um Condola 
uh, reached out to Lawrence and he says that they talked and it's cool. Well, I get the feeling Lawrence lying. Not that he's purposefully lying, but that he thinks they're cool. But there's probably still some mixed signals and feelings on Condola's end. Um, I'm not going to go into the, the theory about her being pregnant. I don't care about that. Like, I really would have not liked it if Insecure did that. So I'm happy that they didn't do that. Um, but, you know, we run off with theories and Insecure pay pays us dust. And that's why I love them. So he says that, no, the Condola thing is done. Um, and then Issa gets a text from Nathan. And she remembers that she uh, he asked her to help him move into his new place. They really don't say why he and Andrew aren't moving in together. But I guess I mean, aren't staying together. But I guess, you know, it was time to move on. Um, she lets Lawrence know up front, like, oh, did I ever tell you about that dude I was dating for? Girl, you know you didn't tell him about Nathan. <laughs> Don't be doing my friend Nathan like that. But she's very upfront. She's like, yeah, we used to, you know, mess around, but we're strictly friends now. Why do I feel like Issa was kind of lying? Like up until that point, yeah, her and Nathan were trying to reestablish a friendship, but there were legit feelings there, especially after he ghosted her. So I'm just like, you don't have to downplay it, but I understand why she took that tone of the conversation because we gonna be upfront now. We ain't gonna do no cheating. We ain't gonna do no messing around. We ain't really with the fuck shit anymore. So um, she lets Lawrence know that she's gonna help him move in. And he's like, listen, that's cool. Like this thing is so fresh for the both of them that I don't really think it actually needs to be discussed. But you know, kudos to Issa for being honest this go around i'll give her a cookie for that so we jump back to molly you know but she's actually at therapy with dr Rhonda discussing isa of course the topic of every conversation she has <laughs> and discussing andrew and his brother victor now i'm with molly with victor like i just i don't need to be around him i don't fuck with him once a person and i'm trying y'all i'm trying so hard not to be that person but once you show me who you are it's not that I'm a go on about your behavior, but you, you showed me who you are. And that is my imprint of you. I do believe that people are capable of changing. But in that situation with Victor and Molly, that's who he was. And I, I just wouldn't fuck with him. Sorry, Andrew. I know it does not sound logical, but I'm team Molly on this. But um, Rhonda is trying to get Molly to see that, you know, maybe she could have handled the situation at the block party differently. But Molly's not really trying to hear it. And classic Molly, she wants to blame Issa for everything. Am I going behind my back with Andrew? Is there anything you feel like you could have done differently in the moment? Honestly? No, she has to apologize. <laughs> okay. I'm going to draw your attention to a pattern that I've been noticing. Someone angers you. Put up the walls, and then you shut down. But Issa was out of line. The same could be said of Victor and Torian and Dro and your dad. They were all out of line at some point. You're absolutely right, but you want to be right? Or do you want to be in relationship? Come through, Dr. Rhonda. So Dr. Rhonda is basically asking Molly, like, how do these relationships, or mainly your relationship with Issa, what does it do? How does it benefit you? Like, how does it serve you? Does it even serve you? Um, and Molly's just like, oh, well, you know, there's nothing there. Think about how she feels in her social standing with her friendship with Issa. Like, look, lawyer, Molly is this high powered attorney. And then you have the friend Issa, who is always struggling to know what she wants to do with her life creatively, you know, romantically with her love interests. 
it doesn't really serve Molly. So she's kind of faced with that. She doesn't really know how to answer the question. So Dr. Rhonda is like, okay, well, bottom line, not just Issa, but with Andrew too, do you want to put in the effort to save it? And once again, Molly's just like, well, damn, you know, I don't, I don't really know. And I think that's an important question. I think both questions that Dr. Rhonda asked her, like, sometimes for me, um, I don't really think about, okay, what do I, what benefit do I get from being friends with this person? And just off the top of your head, you know, in today's society, we may think, oh, it's materialistic things like, oh, this friend's got money or we can travel together. We got the same social status, We, you know, and I think we have to challenge ourselves, especially as black women to dig deeper. Like maybe this one person, um, brings you peace. I would love to have a friend who brings me peace. You know, I do have friends that bring me peace. When I think about Molly and Issa, I think, especially in this episode later when Issa is struggling on whether or not to call Molly, you need that objective air to kind of check yourself. So I love that Dr. Rhonda asked Molly that. Um, of course, you know, it's it's up to Molly to see if she wants to do the work. Molly always thinks that everything else is everyone else's fault except for hers. Like there's nothing wrong with her. She mentioned in the session that she's feeling so much tension and it's because, yeah, it's tension because you never had the conversation with Issa. You never um, took the time to weigh out your feelings and not just with Issa, but to weigh out your feelings with the Victor thing. Like after that happened, you and Andrew hopped on a plane, spent the day by yourselves. You didn't confront it. And, um, you went back to the U.S. Um, the thing with Torian, I don't I don't really remember what their beef was. I think she just thought that he was doing too much and trying to undermine her role at the new firm. But it's like, did you have the conversation, Molly, or did you just let it slide by? So we're going to deal with a lot of shit just sliding by um, throughout this episode. So Issa is back at her own place, um, getting ready to schedule like her next, um, not even a block party, but just next event for the community. And Nathan hits her up with a text. Hey, Nathan. <laughs> Just reminding her. And, you know, she wants to seek advice about how to go forward with Nathan. Like, should she still be friends with him? Should she even tell him that she and Lawrence are trying again? Um, so she calls Kelly. Of course, Kelly doesn't answer because Kelly actually has a job. Um, she calls them all and Amal is just not fucking helpful and eating spicy food. So he can't really serve the purpose that he needs to. So in a dream scenario, she calls Molly, says she wants to talk, but goes back into classic Issa where she makes it about herself. And is like, girl, I just got back at Lawrence. So, um, Molly goes off in the dream sequence and she's calling Issa selfish. You know, the same words that she was telling her at the block party and, Issa's just like, I don't want to call Molly again. But she does end up reaching out to her to have a sit down and a talk to meet up for brunch. And uh, what happens is just so fucking disappointing, not to mention uncomfortable. Hi! So sorry, that was so loud. Hey! Vacation pics, you look so good. Thanks. Yeah, we, uh, it was fun. Nice. How's your nephew doing? 
Which one? So they continue the brunch with the awkward <laughs> awkward silences <laughs> and the awkward conversation, but they kind of get back into a rhythm of their usual banter, like the we've been friends for a year banter. Uh, this scene just bothered me because they just never addressed any of the shit they had been going through. They didn't talk about the block party, them almost coming to blows, like the silence kind of on both ends. Molly didn't bring up the fact that she saw Lisa, Lisa, um, Issa at the Ethiopian restaurant, like why she walked away. It was just like, I don't want to cause an argument, so we're just going to pretend everything is all right. And I was disappointed in both of them. I was like, y'all still not addressing the problem. Like, come on already. What's wrong with y'all? Um, but what I thought was so funny is that they could go and tell their other counterparts that, yeah, you know, brunch was fine, but, you know, we didn't really talk about it. Um, Issa tells Lawrence that, that they didn't get too deep into it. And then Molly tells Andrew that, like, yeah, we didn't really talk about it, but, um, Molly and Andrew have some, there's some troubled waters ahead. So when she goes back and tells him, you know, about the brunch, she's just like, you know, maybe, you know, you could give her a chance. Like, did you actually tell her what the issue was? You know, why don't you, I think Andrew actually says, why don't you try to meet her halfway? And Molly once again is like, but bruh, I didn't, I didn't do anything wrong. So we're beating a dead horse with that. Molly is in denial. But um, Andrew lets her know that his brother is in town and that he bought the three of them tickets to the Clippers game. Molly is doing what I do. Like, girl, I'm just I'm I'm not going to show up like you don't need me there. Why don't you and your brother bond? And I kind of see it from Molly's point of view, because that was kind of a moment of discontent between Andrew and his brother. Like, let me give you all the space to deal with that. So things aren't awkward, but I'm kind of on Andrew's side, like, girl, just just come and, you know, smooth the waters, at least make an effort. And I feel that's what Dr. Rhonda was trying to get at with Molly, but she's so damn hard headed. <sighs> she don't kind of want to see that right now. So it is what it is with that. The moment she decided not to go to the Clippers game, I was just like, ooh, Molly, like you may just want to grin and bear it, sis. Like sometimes we got to do things for the people we love or even our friends that make us moderately uncomfortable but we're doing it because we love them or because we care about them you definitely going to get some points deducted with this from Andrew so Issa is leaving a meeting with her assistant who I love I think her name is Koya <laughs> they just got another sponsorship for um the next event she wants to do um nothing too important happens there that's just a comedy scene she calls Lawrence he's in Frisco and um he's letting her know that his interview went well and they um they have this kind of weird conversation where you know she did let him know about the thing with molly and how she is gonna still go and help nathan but lawrence made a comment i'll have to go back and listen to it about um i think Issa was asking asking like so what if you get this job like what's gonna happen not necessarily with them but you know what's going to happen? Are you going to move? Are you going to go? Like, what's up? And he kind of comments, you know, I, it's, you know, I'm not trying to really plan things before they happen. Like, I don't want to kind of rush things. Like things are just getting back on track. Now he was not talking about the relationship. He was just talking about his career and moving and all that. But Issa kind of has this look on her face and she's like, you know what? You're right. And you can tell she's thinking about the two of them. Like, Things are just starting up again. So let me just chill. Let me just relax and 
prepare for the more awkwardness that's going to happen when she is going to help Nathan unpack. So she goes to Nathan's place. Hey, Nathan. Um, and he <laughs> he's being his usual flirty self with her because he really likes her. And um, she's finding things that they have in common. Like, you know, he has some books that she's unpacking that she actually has read. So he moves a little closer to help her unpack the books. And she darts across the kitchen. I'm like, Issa, like, just just relax, chill out. Like, damn, you and Lawrence are not engaged. Like, since you playing this whole thing wrong, because really you could be getting two dicks at the same time. Just like you did with Lawrence and Daniel. But um, <laughs> that's just me being messy. Um, she's just like, you know what? I'm, I'm just going to tell you, me and Lawrence are back together. And baby, Nathan brought out his petty side, okay? All right? Weird to say, but I feel like I should tell you, me and my ex kind of started seeing each other again. Wow. Okay. Cool. When you cheated on uh, yeah, it's still new. We're figuring it out. Oh. <laughs> What's funny? Nothing. I just thought you was over that shit. He seems sometimes. He's not. He didn't lie, though. We talked it out, and we're in a good place. Okay, my bad. Just hope he keeps his shit together this time. Yeah, at least he knows how to use his words and doesn't disappear. Shade. I didn't just disappear. I found out I'm bipolar. Oh, Nathan. <laughs> I felt so bad, but at least, you know, they finally fucking said it. We'd kept thinking. It, we, at first, when Nathan ghosted, first of all, that is one of those episodes. Ooh, y'all, my MacBook. Mm -mm, it's possessed anyway when nathan first ghosted we had all these theories that you know he had a warrant out but then when he came back he said he was going through some mental illness stuff i am glad that they finally put a name on it he suffers from bipolar disease um uh, uh i'm so glad he finally opened up because we've just been tiptoeing around it with andrew mentioning stuff um i'm pretty sure andrew knows because molly brought it up uh, when they went to Mexico and, you know, he didn't want to tell his business. But yeah, Nathan suffers from bipolar disease. And that is why he went back to Houston to finally find out what the hell was going on with him. So I was just like, oh, Nathan. But, um, you know, Issa's feel sorry for him. But, you know, she completely understands. And Nathan lets her know, you know, the reason I'm even telling you is because I want to have you in my life, even if that's just as a friend. And I'm just like, no, it's not. <laughs> but, um, you know, I thought it was we when do we really see black men talking about mental health and not just, you know, the buzzword depression, but actually putting a name on it like we are honing down that it's bipolar disease, you know, um, kudos kudos this was the one bright spot of the episode for me you know with all the shit going on with molly you know seeing her in therapy that's always a plus but seeing nathan come out and say yeah i'm bipolar thumbs up to you carrie washington i know you probably didn't write that i know you just produced the episode but i thought that whole scene was shot so well and 
Issa's reaction to it and Nathan just opening up. So at this point, I had been like, oh, Lawrence and Issa, you know, I could take or leave them. But now I'm just like, all right, Nathan, all right, you... I don't know. I don't know, Nathan. You 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 kind of showing up in the right ways right now. <laughs> but um, he and Issa, you know, decide to stop being awkward, and she helps him unpack the rest of his apartment. So we get back to Andrew and Molly. He went to the game with his brother. He's still kind of disappointed that Molly didn't come through, even though you know it seems like his brother is trying to make an effort to mend fences. And then they have this conversation which is just to me and I hope it's not the beginning of the end of Molly and Andrew. It's kind of awkward you weren't there then. Molly, why? Me and anybody else. I lied and said you had to work. Well, I didn't ask you to lie. <laughs> well, are you just never going to see him again? I mean, he's my brother. Okay, I know. But, I mean, honestly, I don't know why you would ask me to do something that would make me uncomfortable. Well, you can at least try. I I want y'all to hold on to what Andrew said when he said you could at least try. Um, they're interrupted by Nathan and Issa. They're coming to get more stuff to move back to Nathan's place. But um, they kind of get the sense that they just walked into something. But Molly and Andrew, you know, they don't really want to have the conversation they're about to have. The disagreement. So I feel like they used... Lawrence and Issa as scapegoats and I'm just like girl Lawrence I'm Lawrence and Issa Nathan and Issa as scapegoats and I'm just like Issa girl take Nathan and get the hell out of there like this is a conversation that actually needs to happen but they end up staying um the four of them end up playing this game and you know eating food and Molly and Issa are falling back into their old rhythm everything's you know not as much awkward but it's getting there so then <laughs> let me tell you all about this bitch molly um andrew goes to get another bottle of wine and then molly sees that as an opportunity well he winks at molly like you know things are you know kind of letting her know hey things are good at getting kind of back to normal with isa so she decides to text him um while still playing the game with isa and nathan like see i'm trying with her Except she accidentally texts it to Issa instead of Andrew. And I'm just like, Molly, do you have to be a dickhead? Like, why? Why? So Issa texts her back like, girl, I don't think you meant to send this to me. And Issa gets up and leaves exactly what I would have done. Because it's like, what do you mean you're trying with me? Like, you are still not accepting your responsibility in the breakdown of our friendship. So they don't even have the conversation in the next scene they're going to have. They just confront each other about it. And I'm just glad they at least got this part out. I was trying to get us back to where we were, but I didn't realize it was so hard for you to be around me. And you say you're trying, but it feels like I'm the only one who's putting in any effort. By inviting me to brunch and playing old drinking games? Girl, we haven't even talked about what's really going on. Because I didn't know you wanted to talk about it. But okay, let's talk about the black party, man. This is bigger than that. We have been off for months. Yeah, I know. That's why I reached out. But I can't be the only one who wants to make this work, Molly. Maybe who you are now and who I am now just don't fit anymore.
Okay. Okay. I mean, there really isn't much more to say. Yeah. Okay. See, I don't understand, Molly. When Issa said the okay, it was like, okay, girl, perhaps you're right. But I'm tired. And I think, again, Molly wanted Issa to fight for her or fight for the relationship. And it's just like, Molly, girl, that's a job for your therapist. That's a job for Andrew. That's a job for you. Like, I feel like Molly just wants Issa to be her save a hoe. And I get it because... You know, Issa's life is messy and Molly's always there to give her perspective. But it's like, if you want things to change with the friendship, you actually have to put in the work, not just try. Put in the motherfucking work if you want her to be a person in your life. And I was just like Issa, like I was exhausted. I was over this conversation. I was like, Issa, girl, this is the smartest thing you've done. And people keep saying like, so many characters are having such growth like we saw Kelly become like the voice of reason this season we saw Amal kind of not just be superficial and actually talk to his sister we see Issa continue to grow we see Lawrence continuing to grow where is the growth from Molly um so that was the end of the episode um next week is the season finale and we're gonna have a good old-fashioned love triangle like is Issa going to pick Nathan or Lawrence? I'm low-key rooting for Nathan. I just like Nathan. I just feel like Nathan is right for Issa right now. Um, her and Lawrence can always get back together. They're like Carrie and Bake. Like, they're they going to have their chances. Like, they may even be soulmates. But y'all have the rest of y'all lives to play on again, off again. Like, give Nathan a fair shot. Give him a chance. Um, as far as Molly, this next episode... I just feel like her and Andrew are probably going to break up or something big is going to happen. Even though I, I just want, <laughs> I want Andrew to get free, but I want him to put in the work with Molly as well. Like at this point, I don't really care about Molly and Issa's friendship. Like we have had to suffer. She wasn't in last week's episode. Like this is episode nine. So eight episodes of all this drama and them not having a constructive conversation. So I'm kind of just done. I'm over it. They don't even have to mention each other. Although I kind of feel like I know how next week is going to go where one of them is going to come running to one another and seeking that friendship. And that's fine. If it doesn't happen, that's fine. Like just end it with them being on that note and we come back next year or whenever the show comes back. Um, and they don't even have to be in scenes together. Like they could go on not being friends. And I think I personally would be fine. Just an acknowledgement. But we know that's not what's going to happen. So, you know, dare to fucking dream, I guess. But yeah, um, I give this episode a five. I can't wait for next week. Not only can I wait for next week because I want to see what happens. I can't wait to end this damn <laughs> HBO subscription. I'm sorry, but $16 a month just be hurting my soul. Like deep in the bottom of my soul. I'm like, oh, 16 a month. You know what I could spend on $16? Do you? A Caesar salad, like the ingredients. You know, that's a bottle of concealer for makeup. Like it's so a smooth, a couple smoothies for me and my homie. Like it's other things that money could be going. Not to mention HBO Max and this whole bullshit they pulled, but we ain't gonna talk about that right now. 
Um, I did want to say if you guys can go on Twitter and find there is a video of Yvonne and Issa. It's a Instagram live they did and they're talking about how Carrie Washington when she was producing how um, she was producing the last scene with Issa and Molly and how Yvonne Orgy was about to fight Carrie Washington in a playful way because Carrie Washington was like, girl, you, you need to really bring the acting like I, I don't believe it. That's what she said. Carrie Washington yelled to her when Yvonne was trying to do her lines like she was like she didn't know that Carrie Washington took directing so seriously. And I'm like, Carrie, if my name's going to be on it, I need you to really bring it. And plus, we know Carrie takes scenes like that seriously because all those soliloquies she would have and all that acting with her mouth she would do in those long scenes of scandal. We need to believe it. We just don't want to see you reciting lines. So shout out to Carrie Washington. Um, she may be on to something. She may be in her directing bag. But I will see you guys next week for the final episode. Um, I just want to thank all of you guys for listening. Um, I see the numbers. I see people are listening to my weekly recaps. And I appreciate you guys. Um, please stay safe out there. You know, we've kind of relaxed with the protests. Everything's very peaceful right now. But please don't forget why we have started this movement. Um, and just continue to I, I just pray for everybody out there who has to go through this we're all in this together you know black lives matter yada 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 but no seriously like the work is not done we are just laying the foundation to take part in a major part of history and a huge turn and change so yes all that being said you guys can follow me at k-d-a-s-h-d-i-o-r you can follow the on the rocks instagram profile at o-t-r-p-o-d and as always you guys can follow ashley at ash taylamp marie that is her Instagram and Twitter handle. All right. I will see you guys next week for the last episode. Bye.